first beer. So welcome to episode seven of the Step Brewers podcast. Uh, we're down at HBC live for Hoptoberfest 2018. And we have with us Ebony, who is a young gun in beer. She's the cellar door manager here down at HBC, a devout hop lover and a passionate advocate for women in beer. Welcome, Ebony. Well, <laughs> thanks guys. A clip, a clip. <laughs> I've had five different beers. And I feel really... I'm feeling a little buzzed. I feel like I can really, like, project my voice. I'm feeling ready for a beer. I think yeah. I've been beer, had a beer yet? Oh, This is my first one for the day. First beer for everyone. Oh, first excellent. Because she's been working. So we've actually... <laughs> HBC has been really great to us and set us up in a room and also let us take their staff during the busiest day of the year. Mm. Um, so thank you for putting your time aside. Um, what have we got to drink, Ebony? We have... So this beautiful, tasty beer in front of us is our collaboration beer with Shambles that we brewed for the festival today. So it's our Juice Spring, God, Juice Springsteen, it's a mouthful, New England IPA. Yeah, an absolutely cracking New England. As much as I hate to say it, probably the best beer we had at the Hop and Pepper lunch we just went to. For me, hands down. Yeah. Mm. Um, can you tell us a bit about the collab? Um, I'm probably not the best person to speak to about that other than that I really, really like it and that I was expecting big things seeing how excited our brewers were going to be all week this week. So it's a collaboration between our brewers, Scott and Jimmy and Alex and the boys up at Shambles, um, Cornell and Adrian. So yeah, just a big, juicy, beautiful Nipah. I'm really loving how strong it's coming through with the juice at the start and finishing really dry. Mm. You're the uh, you're the juice lord, Ali. What do you think of this? Juice is high and juice is strong. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good because like not a lot of Tassie brewers have done that successfully down here anyway yet. I think this is the best Tassie iteration. Hands down the best in Tassie. So. It's actually not what I was expecting. Um, we did a, a Nipah earlier in the year and that was beautiful and big and juicy as well and finished really smooth but this is coming through like a breakfast juice when it hits your palate at the start and then yeah. finishing sharp, yeah. and I love that. That's exactly what I said earlier yeah. at the luncheon as well. So it's full <laughs> breakfast juice. It's actually more hot forward than I was expecting. Not surprising for the hot bill that was in it, though. Yeah, it's I think a, it's really close to the style it should be, um, which is a massive tick for me. Um, so we are talking about women and beer very briefly in your intro. Can yeah. you tell us a bit about what's going on today? Um, well, today as a whole, we wanted to make a festival that was more inclusive for women to come and come along and drink beer. I guess the craft beer industry is still very male predominant and particularly the consumer base. So we want to try and tip those scales a little bit or at least make it inviting and welcoming for everyone to come along. So as part of that, I'm holding a little bottle share, which is a women's bottle share. Nice. We like a bottle share. That's excellent. Yeah. It's, well, I'm saying a bottle share, but basically it's just me bringing a heap of beer along and sharing it with everyone. You're the only <laughs> one providing the I'm beer. I'm providing the that beer. so generous. Inviting people along to come and have a taste with me. So it's a, it's a women's bottle share and it's just targeted not necessarily to, you know, those big craft beer drinkers. It's just for everyone. So yeah. it's an intro to hops. We're starting with some light beers and we're building up through some... Cool. So you've beers. got some gateway beers in there as well? Yeah, I do. So I've got a couple of easy ones to start off with mm. and then building up to some big, punchy, hoppy IPAs, which Rad. is where I'd like to finish. That's so <laughs> cool. Can we get some lowdown on what these beers might be? Yeah, absolutely. Um... I want to start people off with the Stone and Wood Pacific Ale, just Excellent. as a sort of introductory, nice. and also Galaxy Hops, such an iconic Tasmanian hop yeah. too, yeah. so it is a hop festival. 
Um, and then building from that, I'm going to push into our extra pale ale, so the HBC extra pale ale. Cool. Um, which we were is, drinking that last week. I smashed a six pack of it last Saturday. And <laughs> it's very smashing. In the sun with a wheel of blue, it was actually fucking great. Yeah. So um, good. So then I'm going to start with those two. I just think that they both showcase Galaxy Hops really well, but in different ways. Obviously, the XPA being a bit bigger and punchier. Yeah. And then. Going to move on to um, some more American style IPAs. So I've got side by side the HBC Colorado um, and also the lovely Spotty Dog West Coast IPA. Mm, we don't <laughs> like did that. You know this? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know what it would be side by side. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, I just think they're, they're both examples that are sort of showcasing those, you know, American style hops. Just lop it off, I think. Different, moving from a stereotypical areas. Tasmanian. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, and then I've got a few other little things that we're going to throw in the mix. I've got guest speaker Mimi McIntyre that does a bit of work up at Captain Bly's coming down to have a chat. Oh, cool. I'm hoping she might bring a beer down. I'm not sure. Hoping she might bring one of her own. Be rude not to. I think they've got, <laughs> they've got some pilot batches. At yeah, the yet, yeah. So I know she's been having happy. a bit of a play up there and doing a bit of her own stuff. So it'd be really great to see some of her her beers. And she's just going to have a bit of a chat because she's got more hands-on experience with the actual brewing technology. Cool. Yeah, that's oh, great. Nice. Well, knowing how some of our bottle share bottle shares go I'd be disappointed if yours didn't end in barley wine <laughs> yeah, that's... no pressure, <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> well it is kind of a hot festival so, <laughs> so yeah, don't fair. quite have a barley wine barley wine and self-loathing <laughs> <laughs> just those two in any order just a lot of s- everyone gets really sad and depressed by the end of it yeah, yeah. well that was really that's what happens with me everyone just went really quiet <laughs> So, 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 right, should we finish there? <laughs> cool. So, Ebony, how did you get into brewing? Um, it's actually quite a, a funny story. I was at the Bruny Island School Fair. <laughs> right. Uh, how old were you? <laughs> <laughs> no, as, okay. as a parent. Oh, right. As a parent. I was okay. at the Bruny okay. Island School Fair, and they had, like, these big share tables, and I was sitting down on this big share table, and I got chatting to the guy next to me who happened to be Donald Gallagher, who is now one of the owners of HBC, and he was talking about his dream to open a brewery down in Hobart's waterfront and he knows this guy that's a great brewer and he knows this other guy that's really passionate about beer and I kind of didn't think much of it because he was just waffling on a bit but um, but he was really passionate and it sounded really cool and I wasn't a beer drinker at all then but just the way that he was speaking about it just sounded so cool and I didn't really know what I was doing at the time so I'm like you know if you ever do this give me a call like that'd be really cool I'd, I'd like to be involved and couple of months later, he gave me a call and he's like, so we're actually doing this. Do you want to come and see the blueprints? And and then you became venue manager of the best brew pub in Tasmania. <laughs> well, it was quite funny because I wasn't very experienced with beer and he's like, oh, you know, come, come down and have a look, but there's a few owners, so you'll have to come and meet the team. Me being really nervous because I didn't have much beer experience. I spent a couple of, like, probably a week and a half reading about beer, studying, like, what are they going to ask me? <laughs> nice, nice. Really, really scared. And, um... So I'm like, where's the interview going to be? He's like, at the Winston. I'm like, cool. What time? <laughs> <laughs> what time? He's like, six o'clock. I'm like, yeah, cool. I got up there and they were doing a tap, tap, tap tape over at the Winston that day. And the owners had probably already been there for a good three or four hours before <laughs> me. Um, okay, that makes it easy. So, no. so let's just say it was quite a fun interview. Yeah. And now you're like quite literally have been running, you know, for a period of time. What? voted the best um, brewery slash, you know, brew pub in Tasmania. Like, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's quite exciting. It's been such a steep curve as well, coming from someone that had no experience and no beer history to 
you know, getting involved with these guys and it's such an honour to have been involved with Hobart Brewing Company. Like they're they're hosting really, bottle shares. <laughs> they're a really great bunch and um, it's re- it's really nice to see how well they're doing and how far they're coming and getting that recognition for it. Yeah. Awesome. So you got to do some judging. Yeah, it was super fun. <laughs> what was the judging for? Um, so we were judging the homebrew comp for the Bell's Two-Hearted Clone um, recipe that we put out for Hot Toadfest. I may have brewed in that. You did brew in that. I'm very nervous because I don't know what the results are yet. Word on the street is you were quite high. Word on the street is, but I don't, I don't want to know until I know. It was a blind tasting, so I wouldn't even be able to give any hints away if I wanted to. No, nah, we know that Ali's beer wasn't on your table. We've heard that already. How do you know this? <laughs> How do you know what the beer? We talk to people. <laughs> we've got insider knowledge. But we do know he did quite well. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there was some really tasty beers there. It was, it was interesting comparing them to the one that we've got on tap as well. Mm-hmm. Was there a lot of variants? Because it's a very simple, the bell's too hard. It is a very simple recipe. Um, there was quite a bit of variance, but there's a lot of common themes coming through them all as well. Cool. Yeah. Mm. yeah. All centennial. Yeah. Uh, no big late hop additions. Uh, not a very big dry hop, so. No, I haven't tried the original Bells. I'm not sure if either of you guys I've had, had. the original Bells. No, see, I, I was trying to find it for weeks. Mm. Like, you can't. And you can't it was just it. not available. It's, it's up, yeah, it's up there. Scott, I was talking about it at the lunch. It's up there with Sierra Nevada. as like an iconic American beer. And I, I got some got some of it from Cool Wine um, one year because they sort of had it there and no one knew what it was. And I was just like, oh, shit, Bell's too hard. Like, how is this even here? And it's just amazing. It's like, it's like drinking Centennial. But... The amount of balance and um and intricacy they get in such a very simple single hot beer is incredible. The HBC Winston collab version is very good. Yeah, yeah. it's drinking really well. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I found the aroma quite nice. How'd you find judging? Um, it was my first time judging, so it was a little bit scary. Full score sheets. Full score sheets. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah absolutely. Mm. And um, that was a little bit intimidating too, because it's like people are going to read my notes. Yeah, yeah. So you don't want yeah. to be like you don't want to come across. You don't an want to come across an asshole, but you've I, got to be honest as well. Yeah. Um, I wasn't aware that people get to read the notes the first time I <laughs> judge the state home oh, oh no! Um, what did you do? Uh, what did you say? Well, no, I was really honest and like constructive is what I would call it. Um, but I was at uh, Yellow Bernard, a place I used to go for coffee, um, and a person <laughs> came up to me and said. Did they just call out Clemson? I was like, oh, yeah. And they were like, yeah, you judged our beer. And the, uh, um, I was doing the wheat beer section and the American Amber House. And they're like, oh, you judged our beer in the uh, wheat beer section of the state homebrew comps. And I was like, oh, I am so sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Like, no, we came second. It was great. And I was like, oh, cool. Anyone else? And I would have been lynched. Scott actually divulged to us afterwards that he was writing his name down as Jimmy. <laughs> nice. Good to know. So nice. I say two Jimmy's <laughs> in my score sheet. I think I had Scotto. Who else did I have? Yeah, Scotto, Alex, and from Moobrew. Emma. 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 Yeah. I had Emma. a tough panel. Oh, yeah. mm. It can be really intimidating judging someone else's um, product, but I find um, it's best to just go with your first instinct as well. Like objective. Yeah. Mm. But I find if whenever I'm judging someone, um, I have a coffee background, so whenever I start overthinking someone's product, I start to lose sight on what it was intended to be. So I just have to go with like first instincts on, on what it is. 
Yeah, I think with us too, because I, I haven't had the beer before, the original, and I didn't have a full understanding of what the beer was supposed to be. And then Scotty kind of said to us all, you know, it's not like a new, well-hopped, intense IPA. It's supposed yeah. to have that delicate balance with the malt and the hops coming yeah. through. And once he said that, it was much easier to go through and kind of look at what I was looking for. And, you know, I'm not wanting hops that sort of jump off the table and punch me in the face. I want that mm. balance. And yeah. And that yeah, made it a bit easier to judge more accordingly. It's subtlety and it's uh, intricacy, but like in a way stripped back. Like yeah. there's nowhere to hide. It's almost like if you drink um, Arrogant Bastard now because of all the neighbours coming out and all the new world style IPAs, you drink Arrogant Bastard and it's kind of like, oh, well, this is quite different. It's quite like five years ago, people drinking Arrogant Bastard, their head's blown off it, you know. And now it's like, oh, it's only this percent and it's yeah. only 100 Yeah, it's very true, yeah. Whereas Bells is in that vein of like super complex, but also really restrained. Yeah, it's a mm. great beer. So given you've been heavily influenced by HPC, what is your favourite? I'll, I'll kind of I'll point this two ways. What's your favourite <laughs> style and do you have a favourite beer? It varies. On a it, world level. Yeah, it varies day to day. I, I definitely tend to kind of... Um, gravitate towards my beer coffee IPAs um, and look you can ask me what my favourite beer is today and next week I will tell you something completely different yeah, my, my current running favourite beer at the moment is the Colorado IPA yeah. um, and it has so, been for like the last 10 days in a row and <laughs> I think that's the that's longest that's a high score people that's yeah. the longest I've ever had a favourite beer um, but I also as much as I love a, a, a big strong IPA I'm really Love it every time Alex brings a sour in or a lambic or something. Cool. I didn't really. realise he had such access. We must talk to him more. Mm. Yeah. Just I... find out where he's getting those things from. Well, he did <laughs> do a big overseas trip last year. Mm. And I, I heard about that. I think, unfortunately for you guys, we may have finished off the last of his stash last oh. weekend. <laughs> One week out. Wow. <laughs> Selfish. No words. Oh, well. Yeah. Definitely, I don't want to um, underrate a, a decent gozer as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Topical. Yeah. Topical a, for us. We've had a few yeah. on the podcast oh, really? recently. Yeah. Yeah. We're I good. think it's something that I would always go to. If I see a gozer on a beer list, I'll always give it a try, no matter yeah. where it's from. Because HPC did a gozer, didn't they? We've done two. So we did the grapefruit one most recently, and we did our shake and grind at the very, um, oh, the very yeah, first yeah. two months of opening, which was our coriander, sea salt, pepperberry. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting, interesting. We had some great gozers a couple of weeks ago in uh, Melbourne. Yeah. Um, and I think the guys are going to come brew a uh, gozer with me soon. Or an Imperial Stout. I could go either way. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I forgot about that. I one. just, I don't know how it's going to go. Completely in line with it. No, we're, apparently we're going to brew a pastry stout for Ali. Pastry stout for me. And a gozer for me. Yeah. Um, we'll just... And Ian can just watch. <laughs> oh, I just like drinking anything. Fair. Just like drinking? Yeah. Full stop. <laughs> cool. Progressing? Do you see it staying the same? It really is the hard, hard. It is hard question. I think that we're on. Um, I think that we're on the cusp of a bit of a bridge. Like craft beer has been picking up fairly steadily over, I'd say, the last two to three years. We've seen a, a big increase of breweries and you know recognition and understanding of of the craft beer industry. Yeah. Um, and I think that we're kind of in the midpoint of that. I think there's definitely a lot more of a way to go with 
you know, public awareness about craft beer and, you know, more people shifting into drinking craft beer and being aware of craft beer. Yeah. I'd like to see that shift into more women getting involved, whether that happens or not, I don't know. Absolutely. But I'd, I'd love to see that happen. Um, and I think a, a beer like this as well, like we've just seen a big boom in IPAs and everyone's talking about IPAs. I'd be very surprised if the, the New Englands don't take off in the next six to 12 months as well. I just wonder if the New England IPA is, for the Tasmanian drinker, a step too far or not. Because they're still growing. It was interesting. Actually, at the, it was actually really <coughs> interesting at the lunch, just getting a couple of eyeballers like mm. across the table and seeing what they thought. And they're like, "So where does this beer actually sit in terms of like the hoppiness or like just really general questions?" I'm like, "Well, no, nah, it's it's up there, but it's just so covered in." Yeah, a few people seem confused. So th- this is interesting. Actually, the other day I had the opportunity to sit down with a guy who drinks nothing but like. Cascade Drafts um, at the Winston. And Sorry, Ali, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm leaving. <laughs> for, for clarity to our listeners, not Ali. Uh, but he drinks exclusively drafts from Bose Cascade, the works. And I shared with him a, an IPA from Green Beacon and a Nipah from Admonsen out of Oslo. And he actually preferred the Nipah out of oh, the two. Like he the likes the big fruit. But his comments were, I want more bitterness. Really? Yeah. So I kind of, I was trying to find a middle ground there and work out where to go next. That is Oh, absolutely. But this is kind of what we face in trying to produce gateway beers for new people who are new to the craft beer scene. I think it can go both ways. See, I find a beer like this can potentially be a little bit more approachable as a gateway beer than some of the other IPAs. It doesn't have a full intense I don't know what the IBUs are on this actually I should have checked but that it, it tastes like maybe maybe 40 I reckon yeah but it's not it's like not a huge decent booze it's not huge like perceived fitness or anything and it's um it is a lot of hot but it's mm. so much of that fruity juicy flavour coming yeah. through that I think it potentially can go that other way and something like this can be a gateway beer yeah yeah I think it is a gateway beer in a way I, like, I thought this beer in particular when I first saw the list of the hops that were in it and it was a seven day dry hop and it was the biggest hop beer in Tassie, I thought this is gonna suck. Like it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be so confused and every little beautiful aspect of the Galaxy Ozarka, Denali, Idaho Seven, Eldorado, Citroen, Mosaic, Simcoe, they're all just gonna be lost. But they're just not. Like they just not they cascade can. over your tongue. It's yeah. it's a stunning beer. I've already finished mine. Same as at the lunch. I did say we should have bought pints. Well, <laughs> so, so you went against pints, Clint. You no, so I'm learning. I'm learning. We we can't drink pints at these kind of events. Well, we <laughs> are we are also going to preachers later. So yeah, and we always drink pints, and then we try everything in pints, and it's just not a good time. So I I called that. Um, but no, this this beer is is cracking, and you know what else would you expect from HBC combining with Shambles, two of the best technical brewers in Tasmania. So yeah, I mean. I was convinced it was gonna gonna suck, not because they're bad brewers, but because it was just so many hops and it's great. Yeah, you just would have thought it might have been a little bit confused. Yeah, almost like it went on the homebrew scale when you one day you decide, you know what, I'm just gonna brew whatever I want, and you just chuck everything at it, and it comes out and it it's just awful because you've just you know you've chucked the kitchen sink in there and it you know it sounds fun but it doesn't work out. This works out, and beyond that. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the best beer of the day. I had an inkling. I, I hadn't tasted it up until 
2am this morning um, <laughs> when we put it on when we were still here setting up for the festival today. But I had an inkling that it was going to be fairly decent just from what a good mood the brewers have been in all week. Oh, just on the vibe? Yeah, just on the vibe. Like, you can tell so how they, they feel about it. So, do they get you. shitty if there's a crap beer on the way? Not necessarily, but it's more that sort of extra excitement and, like, that extra spring. Mm. Yeah. yeah. A little bounce in there. A little bounce. I think they're going to have it later, but what do they feel? The pe- uh, what is it? Not the peach, the... Um, the, the grapefruit. The grapefruit. Like, yeah. um, I have not Well, I, I just had a little taste just before we came up, actually, and... Um, on the I, clock. On the clock. She was on the clock. On the clock. The okay. We, we recommend oh, right. this. Tasting is calling people out of the podcast. Tasting is yeah, an important fine. part of selling beer. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, so. um, I haven't had as much conversation. I've only just seen Chris today. He's just popped down. So I haven't had a chance to have a chat with him about the grapefruit IPA. But and I only had a very small taste, but it's coming through really delicious. Mm, it was great last year. I missed out on it last year. And I'm yeah, and I told you about it often. <laughs> and <laughs> so so I've you. got this like expectation now. So I'm excited. We'll see how it goes. Well, I think we've got five time for one final question. We can pause this and I can go and get some more beer. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, Ebony, if you could buy any beer in the world tomorrow and share it with two people, what would you buy and who would you share it with? That's actually a really hard question as well. Um, so less technical. Yeah. Yeah. Alive or dead? Yeah, let's Alive technical. or dead? I think um, this is one of those ones oh where God. you're probably supposed to like pick someone really famous and say, I want to share this beer Not, or something like that. No. To be honest, I can't think of anyone that I would rather share beers with and taste beers with than our brewers down here, Scott and Jimmy and Alex. Like, I just really love having a beer with those boys and they've helped me learn so much about beer throughout so my what time. what are you buying them? That's the one that I just wouldn't know. I'm still so relatively new to the beer industry, sort of just getting started when HBC got got started up. And my experience has been fairly restricted to Tasmanian beers. I like to branch out as much as I can when I can. But I haven't had as much as experience as, as the boys have. Uh, I'd probably just handball it. I'd be like, guys, pick me a beer. Pick me a beer I'm going to love. Let's drink it. Mm. Cool. <laughs> It's a bit of a cop out. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you enjoyed us for a few nights. Maybe well. I don't but know. Alex has got a really good taste, and he he's always bringing out some funky lambic or sour, and that's always. Really, I have heard he's got a bit of a really taste really fun it. to try because mm. you know there's not many people doing that down here. So I I really trust his judgment when it comes to that kind of thing. So that's why I do the little. Didn't little know that. So that's that's a nice little nice little handball to him because we yeah. we have him later. Oh, do you? Oh, great. Well, I've known Alex a while through the coffee rats as well. Oh, really? Is yeah. he a coffee guy before? Yeah. Ask him about his five levels of drunk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Ask him about his five levels of drunk. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> five levels of drunk. I think right. I have three. <laughs> um, <laughs> Buzzed. Ali has three. Buzzed, friendly, and just yelling, shut your mouth at people. <laughs> and hogging beers. And, hog- and, and, hogging, and, hogging, and hogging beers. So we know you're going to be here for a little bit longer today, but then you've got to head out um, for your son's birthday. Are you coming back afterwards or you can't do it? No, I'll definitely be coming back. Oh, yeah. perfect. I'll definitely perfect. be coming back. I'm not sure what time, So I couldn't miss the end of the festival. So if we're cracking icebox or Imperial Stouts, you'll be here. Is this a question that you're asking me because you want to share the beer or because you want to lift home? We're all about, <laughs> we're all about sharing beers. I don't think yeah. any of us who drove here today. <laughs> yeah, so right. It's a clear indication of where we're at. 
Uh, I'll be on the bus. Um, <laughs> you will not be on the bus. You'll I'll be, be on the bus with a HBC Imperial Stout under my jacket. <laughs> That's how I roll. Oh, risky. Do you mind if I drink this Coke back here? <laughs> Before we close out, you should tell that story. Uh, so, Clinton... Just don't tell the beer that it was. was. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've already given away too much, Clinton. Uh, so, Clinton and I were out for a few drinks and we ended up at Gold Bar. Uh, took a beer home, caught an Uber, jumped in the back of the Uber together and Clint just goes, oh, hey, mate, do you mind if I crack a Coke back here? And the driver's like, oh, yeah, no worries, of course, of course. He goes, as a can, uh, while Clint cracks a very freshly brewed IPA from a brewer who will I just figured that like, I figured the label looked so ambiguous. That if I told someone it was like a soda or a, a you know a cordial or whatever that they wouldn't know, and he, I was just like, hey, do you mind if I crack this coke? And he was like, yeah, no worries. He didn't fine. care. It was dark. Yeah, exactly. He's had worse <laughs> things opened in his car. And that was the best IPA I've ever had in an Uber. Cool, Emily. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's thank been you. awesome. Thanks so much. First guest. First guest. Actually, ever. Ever on the podcast. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. It was and big. What a privilege. It wasn't as big a disaster as I expected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from from Thanks. having a guest. Thanks, from man. having a guest. That's more from our that's more from our side than yours. So hold on. First guest also brought us amazing fresh juice bombs. Tick tick tick. Yeah, can mm. can Chris and Scott top that? Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Alex and Jimmy might, but <laughs> we might get a lambic. Who knows? Oh mate. No. Okay. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cool. Um, again on episode seven of the Step Bros podcast. Um, Everyone knows at this point that it's episode seven. I did. So this time we were um, talking with Jimmy and Alex from Hope Up Um Hi guys. Yeah, nice yes. to have you here, guys. Shit balls. Like high fives. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. We had oh, we had cheers on the last one. Bam. We had high fives before the recording, but they sound so much like crisper That's when you actually so crisp. So I'm going to get right into it, guys. Uh, we'll start with you, Alex. Why did you become a brewer? Oh, good question. Um, so I studied science at university and kind of got into a career that I didn't really know why I got into it, which was geology, which I still love geology, but uh, six months in, I was like, what am I doing? So then came to beer, back to beer, I should say. And it's just kind of fallen into it in a way. Cool. Um, yeah. Well, how, how long have you been at HPC? Oh, not even that long at all. So 18, 18 months. A decent amount yeah. of time. Yeah. Like pretty much since they started. Well, no, no, no. So HPC will be three years in yeah. March. Oh, wow. But where, to put it in context, though, like 18 months in a hospital industry is... It's a good chunk, like, it's a very yeah. transient industry. Mind you, like, being a brewer is somewhat different. You're not, just, yeah. like, you're not in the front of the house role, but 18 months, like, I think is a bit of commitment. So. Yeah, well, I guess I've only ever, I've been in the brewery for probably, what, 10, 12 months? Yeah. About we, we both got our jobs in the brewery from front of house jobs. Mm. Cool. I was oh, working cool. at Preachers at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, because yeah. I remember thinking, like, I'll poach the shit out of him if our, <laughs> if our brewery opens in time. 
Yeah, one staff party I had HBC for life tattooed across my knuckles, so oh, I don't know. <laughs> that's awful. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked at it and I was like, oh. Okay. I don't have enough fingers for what I want. <laughs> I, guess, I guess coming back to your question, um, beer's always been a really important thing in my life. Yeah, cool. In We heard a bit about this in like earlier interviews. Okay, Cool. Yeah, um, <laughs> I hope yeah, it wasn't on the darker side. But, um, well, I like that you took it there, but like we heard in terms of your like love for lambics and Belgium. Oh, lambics, absolutely. Yeah. That's that excites us. I think. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. That's so. Yeah, last year went on a beer tour for three months through Europe, and that in itself, I guess, is a way for you to recognise the passion that I have, but. Yeah. I don't need to tell you. You guys all know beer. You guys yeah. like beer. But that's crazy. Yeah. Like when you talk about doing beer tours in Europe, um, most people who are doing beer tours who are craft beer lovers now are talking about doing the West Coast or the US or, oh, you know. Beer was a long time before America. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so when you start talking about Belgium and Lambics and um, all of that sort of stuff, it's like a whole new level and, you know, something we don't get to experience down here that much. Mm. You don't get much Cantillion or anything like that. Cantillion, yeah. Tatiana, sorry. So that's how the pronunciation's even better. Yeah, he pronounces everything. Better. Yeah. I bet he can say a munson the right it's way too. A munson. Yeah. Is that right? Is it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it is right. Yeah. So, that's Jimmy, not Belgian, though. That's not Belgian. Yeah, no, no we were drinking Belgian. a lot of that last week in uh, Melbourne. Um, Jimmy, <laughs> you're a teacher, someone told me. I was, yes. <laughs> Drove me to I like, I, like, I like that he was, <laughs> he was mid sip and started choking on it. Just like, brings back <laughs> good memories. You let me teach your children? <laughs> So, how did you transition? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'd been teaching for a couple of years and then I got a job at the university that I studied at, going out into regional areas, chatting with young people, sort of years 7 to 10, about what it was they wanted to do with their lives. Um, not necessarily in that, that bigger picture, but like just break it down and say, what are you interested in, what do you like? And after about 18 months of that, I started to, uh, started to feel like a bit of a hypocrite. <laughs> And wow, yeah, that'd be pretty life-affirming, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, I was like, you know what, I think my time in education is kind of done. And, um, you know, these guys, that I'm, the people that I'm chatting with, these young students are coming up with really great ideas and good strategies on how to get there. And I was like, yeah, screw it. I just got to get out of teaching and make my transition into beer. And uh, I guess we looked at, like, things that, that they wanted to get out of their jobs. And uh, some, some of it was money, some of it was, like... Stability. Some of it was uh, I want to be creative. Those sorts of things. And for me, I wanted something where I could be creative. I wanted to be practical, um, and I wanted there to be um, an element of science there that I could learn as well. And I looked at, at careers and jobs um, that would give me that. And um, brewing sort of seemed to tick all of those boxes. Plus, I really liked beer. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> like that's, a, that's a pretty measured approach to brewing because mm. most people just go into brewing because they like beer, not necessarily they understand, or they've been a home brewer, mm. not, not necessarily that they understand it's the perfect meld of science, like um, artistic expression and creativity, like yeah. more so because they're like, oh, beer's great. Yeah. It's quite a, yeah. like a really measured and yeah. thought out approach. Yeah. And uh, to, to be honest, like it's far exceeded what I thought it would be. Um, I mean, it gives me all those things, but then you meet the people in the industry as well, and I t like they're just—it's amazing, particularly down here in Tasmania. You know, like 
Um, like Clint, you got Spotty Dog. Um, like you were at the lunch today. We had um, Andy. We had Chris. And then you just get all these people who are just keen to learn from each other, mm. help out each other and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like we talk about collaborations, but it's a collaborative industry. Mm. And everything, even down to, down, I say down, to the whiskey people. Like we all work together. Like that was, for a, reason. that was a big theme when we just talked to the guys, um, Chris and um, Scotto and um, Cornell. Cornell. Yeah. They pretty much just spoke about that, like how collaborative it is mm. and how sharing it is and how unusual that is. For oh, them. absolutely. I don't know, like, I'm sure it exists on the mainland too, but there's something about brewing on an island. Yeah. That, you know, you've got to deal with getting stuff down here across the strait. And sometimes just things don't show up and you've got to brew. So I've, I've texted you for months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we gave, well, Cornell gave us like 700 kilos of grain last week. Yeah, yeah, it's very much <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's, a, it's really striking, especially, um, and I mentioned them being the coffee background you'd get, Alex. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot more isolating. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. It's a lot more cutthroat. Um, yeah. yeah, right. But beer is so communal. Yeah. And mm. that's that's a big draw card to me, the beer. Clint is telling me like, oh yeah, I'm just letting you get really good coffee before I poach you, mate. Um, <laughs> <but> <laughs> we'll take all When are you going to become head brewer of Spotty Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll take I think they've already got someone there. Shoot. <laughs> we'll take all the good coffee people and their great palates. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, but yeah, so community is such a massive driving force behind beer and we're behind that as well. It's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, it's I've like even the podcasts that have started up, like you guys, and um, can I mention other podcasts? Of course, you can. <laughs> yeah. The Beer Healer too, like taking a different sort can of. Can we mention that on this podcast? We can. Well, okay. We like beer. Shout out to Chris. Mm. Another cheers to Chris. Cheers, Chris. Cheers, Chris. Cheers, Chris. Cheers, Chris. He will be listening. He listens actually every Friday morning while he mows the lawn. Oh, okay. So, Chris, can you get feedback on your thing? Like, Chris has listened. No, Chris, oh, yeah. gives, Chris gives us feedback. Chris message. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, oh, right. Chris cool. message. Yeah. Chris, shout out. What's going on? Um, you missed the spot, mate. Just around that corner. Just in the far corner. Just get that bit there. <laughs> just to be honest, too, Hop, Hoptoberfest is going off today, so yeah. I know you're in Sydney, but you're missing out on some real good stuff Mate, today. X Games with your son, like, you'll yeah. have another, you'll <laughs> have another Not son. Not to rub it in. <laughs> you'll have another son. Um, cool, so next up. Um... I've been known as Juice Wolf. He called he called oh, me yeah. Juice Wolf. I'm going to call you Juice Wolf today. I am now Juice Wolf. I am now known, known Juice Wolf. I am now known as the Juice Wolf, which I will take on board. I quite like that term though. Um, like Flock Boy was good, but, but Juice Wolf is good. On a recent trip, which was last episode in uh, Melbourne, I hogged plenty of pastry stats. Right. Mm. So. If Scotto came to you guys tomorrow and said, hey, let's do a pastry stout, what would you put in it and why? <sighs> Look, and proper pastry stout. Not like no, 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 not a half ice pastry stout. I want a full, thick, rich... Look, I don't know. Let's all just take a good hard look at ourselves. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're making beers I'm for the fun factor, for I'm the a bit beer. Of a, the shot factor for beers, like a Gabs beer. I'm, I'm yeah. A, yeah, 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 yeah. Full Gabs. Yeah, this full is gaps. full, full excitement hype. Yeah, beers. so therefore, what's the value of that beer compared to a beer that you want to drink every day? 
you go to a pub. Oh, you're getting too deep. Look, oh. at, <laughs> look at it. Look at it in a bar lineup. Yeah, okay. I have a ten ounce. Who said he could ask questions, questions back? Like, no, no, no. Yeah, no, no. yeah, that's, okay. <laughs> yeah that's right. Hey, so uh, step all I'm guys. saying is, <laughs> shock factor beers. I don't, I, I don't I, get the hype. You don't get the oh, hype. You don't get the hype. No, and why is, interested. why is that though? Because the, they're always it's. There's always going to be people there like you yourself. You just said I'm a hot boy. You're a hot boy. You're a juice wolf. <laughs> juice wolf. Juice wolf. Yeah. It's <laughs> begun. You're going for the next new beer, but yeah, you know what? I'm not about the next new beer, which is but the no, great but game. What's, I hate that shit. What's, what's, <laughs> been here, what's been here for thirty years? American IPA. Yep. Mm. And you're still drinking Colorado IPA from my Breaker. Bang. Um, Bang. I say where you've done that. And that's that's not a milkshake IPA. It's not a juice wolf IPA. Whatever. <laughs> Let's talk about the caramel milkshake IPA. Yeah. For a whole three right? We can, oh, yeah. we can yeah. make pastry stouts, whatever you want to do, but what are the drinkers want? This is the best eat? answer I ever hoped for. Yeah, I know, you really. You this is gone and it, it's just an echo. Like just a All right, Jimmy. I mean, we do. Jimmy, we do you're a little bit more so subservient. We do have a beer release, um, pastry stout next week. <laughs> Wait, Jeez. is there a is there a line for cans? Please tell me there's a line for cans. No, there's not. Because um, well, yeah, there will be uh, hopefully an EP coming out for summertime. Yes, Juice yeah, Wolf is there first on the yeah. door. I can understand why you guys would do Neepers after you just did that collab with Shavels, which is one of the best beers here today. Um, and I hate to say that because I don't like the style. Yeah, in Australia. Don't like the style. Not in Australia. In Australia. I said it. Yeah. In Australia. I just think like in Australia it sucks and you guys nailed it. Like so <laughs> so hard. And everyone's laughing at me now. I'm not um, laughing, I'm embracing it. Heads up, Cliff doesn't like neighbors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's on the From Australia. It's on the title of every damn episode. Oh, no, it's like it's like our policy now on this podcast that we try delicious beer that Cliff doesn't like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we we tried raspberry beers, neepers, sours, and Clint hates them all and he's like, oh, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> That is so true. That is so true. This one's good. I've literally got to the point where I want to brew a sour raspberry. In Melbourne, we had a raspberry imperial stout, and he was which I wanted to hate so bad. I wanted to hate it so bad. That was from six points. Six points. Okay, so back to you, Jimmy. Um, what pastry stout are you brewing tomorrow when the boss tells you? Come on, he wants you to make one. Yeah, please make me one. It reminds me of Colorado pastry stout. Adjunct heavy stout. Adjunct heavy stout. Can be barrel aged. Okay, but normally food 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 inspired. Bready, bready as fuck. I'd prefer it to be barrel aged if you could. (laughs) Like if I was gonna ask, like it'd be great. Mm. How would you do it? Did you say bready as desserty as fuck? Yeah, like like um, peanut butter and jelly. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, cool. Yes. You gotta hit up some like. Some Can it be a brown owl? Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Up. So like maybe some peanut butter centennial. and jelly brown owl. <laughs> what about like some centennial and amarillo in there for that like nah. orangey vibe, like marmalade? Alex is just having a real hard time. <laughs> There's a lot of conflict in the room. Yeah. Like, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna put lactose in it. Oh, Alex, oh, Alex is having the worst time. Alex, you shut your mouth. Like, <laughs> okay, honestly, if you want to, if you want a pastry stout, all right. So, what are you asking for? 
Like, a post uh, adjunct heavy set. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, you know, like, so, so a little bit of lactose, you're going like marisotto, nice bready malt, with a little bit of sweetness, you want some kind of raisiny, potentially malty, or maybe a medium He's talking dirty to me like, so far, yeah. and he's about to lose me. Medium crystal, and then, but then what do you do on the hot side? Nothing. Like, what is pastry stout? Oreos. Fucking oh, Oreos. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oreos in a beer. So some of the beers, just to give you guys some background, some of the beers we had in Melbourne, or from Amundsen, were the, they had a marshmallow stout. Which was terrible. It wasn't great, actually. And, then, and that's coming from me. And we had a pig and pie <laughs> was, it like, was it just not, like, balanced? or was it, it wasn't very balanced. Yeah, because I think if you're going to do anything, at the end of the day, it still has to be kind of balanced. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. You know, you know, all these amazing flavours and, and put our junks in there and all that sort of stuff, but... If it's not balanced, then it. I think that's what's missing work. because of the whole Instagram generation of beer, where you've got all these American brewers who might be brewing these really cool, balanced mm. um, dessert pastry beers, and we see photos of them and just hear their name. We yeah. don't get to taste them. So, yeah. like mm. uh, Jay Wakefield or um, uh, a couple of the uh, Hype Neighbor boys are doing like tiramisu and things like that. But yeah, we don't so know if that's and delicious like or not. The milkshake yeah, trend. Yeah, yeah. The milkshake trend. The milkshake trend needs to weird. die. Even I'll say it's weird. Oh, my dad messages me weekly from the UK. I'm like, oh, I tried this strawberry milkshake. I, yeah, I'm like, nope. You do you. <laughs> nope. But I yeah, mean, like, last yeah. week... The, the other thing, the other end of it, though, like, you know, if people are going to buy it, then that's great. But, but it's, the problem that we have with beers like that is our level of distribution. You know, we brew 2,000 litres, yeah. and if we're going to brew something like that, it's like, how do we get that to as many drinkers as we can? to get it done by the time it's going to be alright. Yeah. You know, exactly. So we could brew something like that, but we're going to sit on it for like a year. Yeah. yeah. I'll buy it all. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> sell a cake to one, yeah. one bar. I'll just take, I'll just take the lot. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a hard bit to sell. Um, and we'll move on from pastries. Yeah, yeah Look, please. Okay, no, so... No, 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 no. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. Okay, so... It's a bit of like a hypothetical and one of those questions you think about at the end of the night. But... If you could brew one brewery in Australia, one brewery in Australia, tomorrow they would just offered you a job. It didn't matter that your family didn't live here. Is whatever. it even a job or is it a collab? No, it's a job. No, it's yeah, no, it's, it's just job. like an opportunity. Like... So you can take your current role yeah. at a brewery in Australia. Where would it be? What about Brewing Company? Oh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> no, man, that's, that's easy for me. Um, wildflower. Tofa. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have so much love for Wildflower. Oh, oh, the Amber I was, I was there uh, it, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Uh, yeah, three weeks ago. And I was there and I was like, oh my god. Did yeah. you taste any of the fruited sours? Yep. Yeah. I, I brought like 12 back. <laughs> Do you have any <laughs> left and will we get you back again? It's the St. Florence series. Yeah, so Ocho's put a whole heap of side for us to do an episode up it's it's really maybe we should get you it's really crazy delicious you should come up to Ocho with us I'd love to Mm -hmm. um yeah wildflower is amazing it's nice to find a for me it wouldn't be a brewery but it'd be an area cool like um I'd probably go somewhere with ski fields or something like that yeah like Gingerbine or Hotham or something like that oh you do a bit of shredding do you skiing or he is a are you a skier shredder Hardcore straight up. I love snowboarding. I love snowboarding. So go to New Zealand and uh, drink some. I'm gonna put it out there right. I'm gonna put it out there right now. So in August is beer bar. 
in New Zealand. Oh yeah. Oh, which is right. He had that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Which is considered by many one of the great beer festivals mm. of the world. It is. Um, our whole crew of um, bottle share people are going to go across. We're going to go to really? Beerbana on Saturday, and then we're going to do some boarding slash skiing for the next two days, and then fly back. Yeah, two right. days. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm there two for two days. weeks. Fourteen dude, days, thanks. Dude, I have a full time job and I'm old as fuck. I'm not gonna stay <laughs> I'm more getting days two I'm days. getting married in March and we've been talking about New Zealand as a honeymoon. Yeah. Alright, yeah. I'll send you so the maybe videos. like May. shred for fourteen yeah. days. So is it May, May? May loves beer. Uh, uh, no, it's August. It's, it's August. 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 Oh sweet. Yeah, it's August. Yeah. Um follow up question. So you're at Wildflower. Yeah. You're not technically brewing beer anymore because they don't do anything. No, they don't. Work. They get all their work from that shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're happy just to blend. Ooh. There's a really interesting mm-hmm. quote from so Jean from Cantillon, which yeah. you've already mentioned today and I think was potentially mentioned before. Yeah, we've had a few of those. So Jean, which, who is the oldest in the family that still owns Cantillon, uh, beer is... Oh, what, what's this quote? Essentially, beer is nothing without blending. Blending is the art of creating good beer mm. it's essentially the quote it's in French that's not exactly it must sound way sexy and please pronounce it now in French like the brewing is nothing it's the barrel aging and the blending of the beers that have been barrel it's the artistic expression it, that, that is the mm. artistic expression of the beer and oh. Lambic beer is such an amazing thing in the fact that it's completely encapsulated by the local environment you can't change the beer well I've heard of brewers in the US taking lambics um, in spray bottles and spraying them around their cool ship rooms so their open fermentation rooms spraying it around the walls once a week just to keep bacteria in the room because Mm -hmm. that bacteria is so like yeah these these places this uh, Cantillon um, I was talking to someone today that's been there Andrew Oh yeah, yeah. Andrew's wearing yeah, a Yeah, they say you can take the beer from the place, but you can't take Lambic from the place. Yeah, exactly. Because the place is so, yeah, so it's important. It's ingrained, eh? Yeah. Yeah. We They've been brewing there for 150 years. That's the ultimate sense of place yeah. brewing. Um, yeah. And you can't, you can uh, pay homage to it, but you can't, you can't yeah. replicate you know, the cool thing is, like in Tasmania, I kind of feel like we're at the start of that process. Yeah, like, bringing just up the road for 150 years, and you've got people like Ocho and um, well, Van Diemen, Cascade. Well, yeah, it's been going, yeah, for a long time, but definitely in terms of like the barrel age, oh, yeah, and, for and sure, doing sort of local beers. Well, the guys from Firestone Walker came down last year for the Craft Brothers Conference. And I remember Christian the Winston was saying to me, like, the thing that stuck with him the most was, um, you, sorry, we're, we're shaking empty cans here, guys, and it's making everyone sad. Um, the thing that stuck with Christian the Winston the most was, uh, you can't make good sours with bad wort. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's the foundation for. I think that's something Tasmanians have maybe taken for granted a little bit when we've tried to do sours. Um, we've done it from a sense of we've failed or. Um, we've done something without, like, I guess, having knowledge or um, almost place to yeah, brew that. They've been uh, made without that intent. That without the intent or the 
you know, thousands of years of experience. Yeah, of experience. It's like it's like diving straight into DMN <laughs> and trying to produce the world's best beers on day yeah, one. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, let's all let's nail pale ales and see how we go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then, but if you don't start trying, then you're not going to get that feedback from the beers. So, yeah, I think in a few years' time, we'll get along there. Look, give it 100 years. I know what you're saying, Clint. That's very valid. But also, these guys, yeah, as you say, have been doing it for hundreds of It's hard to compare to. They have such technical capacity in their breweries that they, they know what they're yeah. doing. I never wanted to drink sours and like I hope and I think you don't. No, I do now. Um, oh. <laughs> what? No, no. Since since drinking some really great sours that we've shared, and um, in particular drinking Wildflower, um, I have come about and been really impressed. Mm, um, yeah. And yeah, Wildflower, um, Cantillon, and a few others have just been like wow for me. And I reckon Spotted Dog in the next twelve months. <laughs> First time I've ever said this out loud. First time I've ever said it out loud. Look out for Spotty Dog Sour. Throwing himself in the deep end. We will do a sour in the next one. Oh! Okay, stop the stopwatch. Start the stopwatch. So we're going to move on to our last question, guys. Alex, we'll start with you. If you could buy any one beer in the world and share it with two people. What are you buying? Who are you sharing with? It's a bottle share. This is really hard. It's a beautiful moment. And it can be alive or dead. No, I... This is literally... This is such an easy question. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Um, First person of five to say that. I only care about drinking beers with Scott and Jimmy. So Scott and Brewer, Jimmy, like I often bring beers back. You were named as one of the people for someone else's beer too, by the way. Oh, cool. Yeah. But, like... Because of our professional relationship and also shared palates, it's amazing to drink beers that's gotten Jimmy. Yeah, it's nice. I'm so jealous. And it would be fresh Cantillon goose. That's what it would be. Wow, that's a pretty poignant answer. And that's the most succinct like, answer we had all day. And I'm looking forward to my invite next. Cool. And <laughs> Jimmy, no pressure to like include Alex and Alex. Oh, you don't have to include yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex, Alex and Scott. No, no. <laughs> I want to give you context. These two both said me, and I was just like, yeah, so I would not drink beer with either of those two guys. And they're still dirty on it. Yeah. Look, mine is going to be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now that you said that, that, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. No, no, I don't feel bad. I'm like, this is your beer. That is really good. Does it matter if it is uh, commercial? No, any beer you want in the world. No, no, it's one beer. Any beer in the world. It's VB, and it's with my dad and my granddad. Yeah, so that's a perfect answer. Yeah, VB was the beer that I started drinking. I've come a long way since then. Obviously, <laughs> but for me, beer is just more about the people that you drink it with and the places that you drink it in. Awesome. And um, yeah, I never met my granddad, but I think drinking just a beer with them—it's yeah, not about the awesome. beer; it's about just that that yeah. company and getting that the stories. Love it. Yeah, that's great. Excellent. Cool. Thank you very much, Alex and Jimmy, for joining us today. Thanks, Thanks Zebras. So much. Podcast I've ever done. That's cool. 
No, yeah. we would love to get you guys on yeah. for a bottle share episode where we open some things and rate them and cool. talk shit. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm in. <laughs> we'll I'm in. Some, I'm we'll get some sours happening. You're paying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll bring the beers. Be the we'll bring the beers. Should we talk and just find out what Plum's like least favourite beers are? Yeah. Is that what happens? Yeah. yeah, yeah we we happens. I really hate barrel aged stouts <laughs> and barley wines. So bring lots of those. <laughs> cool. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, absolute pleasure, guys. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.